Hi, hi, I'm Derek. Hi, hi, I'm Noah. And you're listening to A Bite Of, where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and we enjoy it one nibble at a time. Or in this case, eat the entire thing in one sitting. The entire thing. We don't do this often. When we really like a thing, also when they drop it all at once, it makes it hard to do it episode by episode. Right. Yeah. Everybody's so, like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Funny enough, Prime Video doesn't usually drop everything at once, but they did with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mm-hmm. They're getting into the binge game. Mm, I wonder why they do that. I'm glad they did, right? Because we heard about this coming out, what, year, two years ago or so? Um, it's changed since then. And then it came out. And we were like, oh, let's let's put this on. And originally, we were going to do things we missed. So mm-hmm. we were going to talk about shows and movies that we didn't talk about because we were doing Percy Jackson. For three months. For three months. <laughs> and then we watched this and we're like, let's kind of just talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of those things that I have to be honest in saying that when on paper, I'm like, oof, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Like spy, husband and wife, you know, I, s- <laughs> I love it. I, and that was the thing. And you had said to me, you're like, do you want to watch Mrs. Smith? And I sort of begrudgingly was like, all right. But I let my love of Maya Erskine, who I'm obsessed with from Pen15, draw me to watching mm. this. And we watched like the first two episodes. I was like, oh, I really like this, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We binged it over a couple of days because of work. Um, <laughs> we would have done the whole thing. Um, but very excited to talk about it. We have lots to talk about. We'll talk about the whole series. This is... There's there's spoilers. Heavy so. spoilers. And there's one spoiler that I want to spoil because I think people need it to be spoiled. Oh, yeah, I know exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It almost ruined the whole series for me. Absolutely, it did. (laughs) But before we get into that, um, you can watch our faces talk about this. You can see our fits that we have on. I'm wearing a um, sweater that I feel like Donald Glover specifically in the show would appreciate. You know, it feels very 70s-ish, which he did resemble in the series. Absolutely. And he would pair (laughs) a nice chunky knit like that with the shortest, tightest short shorts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I really appreciated. But if you want to see us uh, talk about these, we do have these episodes up on YouTube. So you can watch us. You can listen to us any way you want. Um, we still are on our way to 200 reviews. Guys, you can get us there. We can get there. Just throw some stars our way. Say something nice or whatever you want to say. Something nice. Please. Very fragile. <laughs> so that way we can get there. And then last but not least, to keep our mics on, Patreon. That's how you support the show. Yeah. So go there. Dollar a month, super great stuff. Go in the show notes. Everything's down there. So we just have to say these things. Typical intro stuff. I love a little housekeeping. Yeah, it has to be done. All right. So let us officially take a bite of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, created by Donald Glover and Francesca Sloan. Taking the concept of a blind date to the next level, Jane and John are paired, married, and given a gorgeous brownstone before they've even met. The new Mr. and Mrs. Smith work for the mysterious Hi Hi and are sent on globetrotting missions to kidnap, inject, deliver packages, double date, and to Jane's surprise, buy real estate. What was once a platonic pairing leads to a deeper connection that has Jane and John wondering who they can truly trust. Oh. Oh my God. That's it. That's, that's the whole thing, right? It's, it's, I, so, okay. If you think this sounds familiar, 2005, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, one of the sexiest action movies, especially because of their chemistry on screen. And oh, then yeah, and off screen. That's off when it all started. The Jennifer Aniston. The yeah. cheating. Yeah. God, right? <laughs> okay. But so I think this show, I wouldn't say it necessarily had hurdles to go over, but 
for some reason, whenever this was like coming out and the discourse, everything online was like these two against Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. The thing that I want to say right out the gate, you watch it. I mm. feel like if you take an IP and you're doing something with it, turning into to a show or vice versa, this is how you do it, right? You expand on those things that made that thing beloved um, and then really flesh it out, but make it your own. The thing I like about this is that it inverted the entire concept of the movie. In the movie, they didn't know each other were spies from rival spy companies, agencies. <laughs> and in this one, they get hired and then placed together because that's part of the assignment. Right. And I believe Jane in the show says, yeah, they do it for couples because you're able to get away with things. It's less you're suspicious. Right. It's a couple. If a couple walking down the street doing, you know, following someone just looks like a couple having a grand day out. Right. But I, I really enjoyed this reboot or it's not even a reboot remake, I guess, of Mr. and Mrs. Smith from 2005. I think that Donald Glover and Maya Erskine have such fantastic chemistry on screen. I think that they are just as sexy as Brad and Angelina and they feel more modern. And the thing that I love so much is that what's so I always feel impressive about comedic actors is that they can bring the comedy, but they're also bringing the drama. I really like it when we have these comedians, you know, specifically SNL is a good example of that because a lot of the cast members who start off comedians do these like drama and comedy. Bill Hader is a great example of that. Yeah, it makes me think of um, doing Stranger Than Fiction, Will Ferrell, (laughs) where it's like this very serious character, but it's also sort of funny. So they're able to play at those different levels, which... Uh, is nice to see versus people like Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. I don't know them personally, but I'm sure they crack a joke or two. I don't really know, but they really leaned into the sexy and the action. I do feel like, you know, that movie, the 2005 is of its time, right? It's, it's selling the sex of it, selling the action. This series really, it is sexy, but I think it's romantic. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a good difference between the two. There is romance, obviously in the, the movie, but like we have, hours to spend with these and the way they structured the show was going through not only like you know mission of the week but each episode was like a milestone of a relationship or marriage yeah which I, was smart i want to read the episode titles quickly uh one it's so it's first date second date first vacation double date do you want kids couples therapy infidelity a breakup it's all relationships go through all that exact, that exact <laughs> order. <laughs> yeah. But it was a really smart way to do it, right? Because this show isn't trying to be full on espionage thriller. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to be full on like rom-com romp. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also a character study. So it has like these three different parts that are in there. And I like how they balanced it throughout the whole thing. I want to say, so Phoebe Waller-Bridge was originally tied to this and she was supposed to be in Maya's place and there was creative differences. And I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge said it's like a divorce, you know, the parents divorcing. Um, So I'm almost curious on how that series, this series would have been with Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Donald Glover because they, both of them geniuses, but like their comedy styles are so different. Really interested. Yeah. I think it would have felt very different. And I almost wonder if the character of, of Jane with Phoebe Waller-Bridge playing it, would she have been doing an American accent or would the character have been British as well, which I think would have changed it up a whole bunch. So that, that, you know, thinking about that, it feels like it would have been a whole different show. Yeah. 
you know, and I think there is really some depth added to the fact that this Jane is Japanese American, right? So that adds a whole nother layer to the character and some things that they might be going through and dealing with. Yeah. I I like, I really like their dynamic. Um, I like both of them separately. I wasn't sure how to feel about them together. I was like, I've never seen them together. I'm sure Mm. they'd be great. Phenomenal. Well, that's what's so funny, right? There's like that question of going like, what are they going to be like together? And the characters themselves are wondering that too. So in that first episode, it's brand new meeting a stranger. And so we're just meeting them as strangers and we get to see the relationship blossom and ultimately, you know, go through some trials and tribulations, you know, not just disposing of bodies, but also like, do you want children? Right, right. I That first episode when they first meet, I, I appreciated this because if you've seen Pen15, um, you know that this is not that Maya you're getting. There are tiny moments yes. where I'm just like, that is Maya from <laughs> Pen15. Yes. Um, and also Donald Glover, right? Seeing them in these roles is fun because they're, they're doing something new almost, but there's something so subtle when they first meet each other, when she comes in the elevator and he opens it, he does something with his face. It's very subtle, but it's like, oh, like the chemistry is there. That's immediately when they first met each other. I was like, there's going to be chemistry here. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps growing and growing and degrading and then growing yeah. from there. And in that first episode, the first date episode, it is very much a first date. They are spending time following a woman. They don't know why they're following her. They just have to intercept a package at some point. But the whole bulk of the episode is you asking those first date questions. How many people have you killed? Exactly. (laughs) Just standard first date questions. Well, but like take the spy aspect out of it. But it's like, you know, I have been on dates where like the person has asked your body count, which means like how many people you slept with. So it's like not out. It's a terrible question to ask. If our podcast is ever going to give any dating advice, do not ask that like ever on the first hundred dates. (laughs) But I think there is some good dating advice in this show where you do ask open-ended questions. Right. And I do like it. It's so funny, right? So they're, they're following this woman, but they're having coffee together, which is like a very first safe first date thing. Then they go for a walk in the park, you know? (laughs) So it's like all these things. And it's funny because as you're watching this first episode, I don't know if you felt this as well, but I was like, where's this going? Mm. Right. Because you, we as viewers are just as much in the dark about what the point of this particular mission is. And, and you're kind of like, so they're, just going to follow this lady like what's happening and then they end up going to this house and then of course it ends with a big bang that's that's what really sold me on the show the first episode is a good indicator of the entire series right because it opens with another john and jane Very and true. they get killed and so it's kind of i like the book endedness of it where our john and jane are kind of in a similar situation in the end um but as soon as that exploded it's a one right? It's a, it's a one shot of them walking out, they explode, and then they start running. The score, uh, phenomenal. But just like the scene, and it's like, what, maybe a minute long of them like walking out of the house, explosion, and then running. And it's like, you just hear the cars, you see mm-hmm. them, the lights blinking, the music is building up. I was like, oh, they're going to have some good action sequences in this because I didn't see that coming. No, not at all. I hoped it would come and it did. (laughs) And they they do a little bit of a bait and switch, right? Because when they finally do deliver this package, the woman in a kitchen, like this very ornate kitchen, she opens it up. It's like a lockbox. You're like, what is in there? (laughs) Are there jewels? Is it the head of a king? What are they doing? And it's a cake. And you're like, oh. And you're like, oh, maybe it was just a test. 
But when the explosion happens, it really shows how they're going to be put in these situations, which they don't necessarily know what they're doing. They are just looking to complete it and get paid. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, and that's actually a good point I wanted to bring up because this whole thing is like, it's like a character study, but it's more like a marriage study or relationship study. And in this, it, there's a lot of conversations of like, Jane is very like career moving to the next step, wanting to have the best life that they possibly can through hard work and just going up the reins like that. And John is very much, I'd just be happy delivering packages. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just happy doing this. And it's very interesting to have those conversations because it comes up quite a bit. And then it's just under the backdrop of their spies and they yeah. have to do stuff. It's, right. it's so, it's fun. That's what made this refreshing. And it wasn't just a copy and paste from the original. And I felt myself invested in both aspects of this show. I was very invested in their relationship, but I was also very invested in their missions. And some of the more successful ones was when the mission and the relationship kind of intertwined. So um, halfway through the episode, a little more than halfway through the episode, we have the Do You Want Kids episode. And so we know that they have to keep this person safe. The character's name is Toby, and it's played by Ron Perlman, which is kind of fantastic. Oh, my God. And he is playing the most annoying adult baby he's a baby he's basically a baby (laughs) and it's showing how they would deal with you know keeping a child happy or they're they're taking their medicine or eating their dinner or going to bed and so but at the same time you're watching in the background for other spies to come and try and kill them or you know kidnap him and so it's this hilarious dichotomy of like they're sort of playing house and playing mom and dad, but at the same time, still doing their spy thing. You know, that episode almost lost me because really? I, I love Ron Portman, right? I, I have some critiques with this, right? Mm. I think it's very strong and it's a good entry into like how you can do an IP different and be successful at the same time. Mm. Um, Ron Portman, fantastic. It was almost like I, I get that he's like being a kid. You know what I mean? And there was some moments where it's like he was being too much of a kid. I get like, that. This guy like. Come on. But what sold it for me is after they were like, you take your medicine, you eat your food and I'll get you a cigarette or whatever. And when he's like, okay, give me your cigarette. He freaks out because he's like, I don't have any cigarettes. You don't have, you know, you don't get any. He's in bed and he takes it out. And she was like, why did you tell him you didn't? He's like, I have no idea why I did that. I just did. (laughs) Yeah, I loved, I really did love that scene. They finally get him to bed and it's like, what are parents like after their kids go to sleep? When they're kind of like, you know, I'm sure parents have these discussions of like, what is the deal with Derek? Like, what is going on with him? You know, but it's just that natural thing. But in reality, it's like, you know, this 60, 70 year old man. Sometimes you have to get your kicks where you can. It's like, I told them we didn't have it, but like we did. (laughs) It's like the Jimmy Kimmel challenge when they tell the kids that they ate all their Halloween candy. (laughs) Well, that's just mean. It's one day a year. Like, let them have it. That's too good. I do like that they they, um, show these conversations where it almost feels like we shouldn't be viewing it, Mm. you know? And there's like the conversation with them in the tent where it gets really intense. Um, I do feel like Donald Glover uh, or Donald Glover. John was a little in the wrong there. Like his issues are just as bad as he's saying hers are. So I'm like, "Mm, okay, like you're just as bad as she is. So don't call her out. Um, But then we have the conversations of like kids. Do you want kids and stuff like that? But double date, you know, you have those friends, right? It's like another couple and it's like, oh yeah, we want to hang out with them. They're couples. Like we can just have fun. And then afterwards, the conversation they have, they're like, 
I hated yeah. them. Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, but those are the conversations yes. where I'm like, those are real conversations that like, I don't think we should be. <laughs> and we, and we see that again, that there's that great mix in that, in that episode, double date where the people that they're double dating with are another John and Jane. Uh, Parker Posey. Exactly. It's yeah. Parker Posey, which is just, you know, she's just, yeah. She's and just the gem. Yeah. yeah. So, so good. Um, and so it's that thing of like, oh, well, you know, we're in the same type, we're in the similar line of work. We should get along. This will be great. Oh, they have, you know, their own stories to tell. And then once you kind of reflect on everything, it's kind of like, what was their deal? Well, I mean, they <laughs> did send them to like almost death. Yeah, that's true. There were machetes involved. <laughs> and yeah. we find out why, which is even like more on a layer of like, what the fuck? Yeah. But I loved it. I just like how they both kind of weren't like saying it. And then when they finally said it, they're like, oh, thank God. Like, yeah. Let's not hang out with them again. In reflecting on that episode in particular, we, if you're really looking, you can see that other John and other Jane are sort of casing the joint. Oh, yeah. Right? To get, take me on a tour. Yeah. Separate them. So I'm going to bring up the spoiler of all the spoilers. Okay. Because in the episode of Double Date, other Jane pays particular attention to Max the cat. And she's like, oh, he's so sweet. And that felt weird to me. Sure enough, later on in the series. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For those who want to know. Yeah, if you're listening to this because you, like, don't care and you want spoilers, the cat does die. The cat dies. Max dies. And I was not happy about it. And it, I was this close because it's like, what, in the last episode? Yeah. I was just like, if this would have happened in the second episode, I would have been out. Yeah, you're lucky you got me already. Yeah. You're lucky I'm really enjoying this. I'm already seven yeah. episodes yeah. in. I couldn't believe it. And I was just like... But it, it did have those things of like, you know, if you're paying attention to it, but also like Parker Posey, the other Jane, really paying attention to the panic room, which mm -hmm. I'm like, why would you show her mm -hmm. where the panic room is? I did want to point out, so since we know their deal is to take out other Smiths, right? Are they just bad at what they do? Like, is or is this just because they're not like super trained? Are John and Jane? Because it's like when they're following that woman, he's full on turned around staring at her. Mm -hmm. He they didn't think it was weird that another John and Jane happened to meet them at that park at that time. You know what I mean? It's like there's certain levels where I'm like. Is it just like the comedy aspect of it, of like, they don't really know what they're doing. Like they're good at fighting and stuff and running, but like spy stuff, like they're not that great. Well, I do <laughs> think that there is something to say about John, the character and him being a little more naive, let's say, than Jane. I also think that they are very new at this and they have failed at other things that are similar to this. Mm. So they're sort of not good. <laughs> It's at what like, they're doing like thinking it back over it's just like certain things that they were doing i was just like one you let your relationship kind of affect the missions which is like geez but also like you both stabbed him with truth serum stuff when it specifically said not to like you know yeah. what i mean it's like certain little things where i'm like you guys just aren't great spies which is fun though like i think it adds to it it's just such a like inverted version yeah of 2000 five mr right Smith. where they were so slick and so good at everything well yeah and they 
and and maybe there's something to be said about those two characters from 2005 because they've been living the lie the entire time whereas these two feel a little younger feel a little more naive and therefore kind of don't know what they're doing right i i I do want to since we've talked about parker posey i do want to bring up a couple of the other guest stars oh yeah one of them that i want to is kind of my favorite because i love things like this is that um, John's mother in the series is played by Donald Glover's actual mother. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Beverly. Yeah. Beverly Glover. That makes me so happy. She was so delightful. She delivered her lines so well. And I just love that the fact in two separate universes, Maya Erskine's real mother played her mother in Pen15, and now his mother plays his mother in this. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, We can't forget about Michaela Cole being Bev in this, which I mean... I want more Michaela Cole. I need more of her. Just in life? Yes. Yeah. But in more things because like she brought this energy to the show that like I wouldn't say I was missing, but I really liked. Right. And I just love the conversation between Jane and her and then the interaction and then the fighting. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. But it was just fun. Right. It's like she was at a rival company, I guess. And like just that like cat and mouse game of like. John's still trying to like be with Jane, but Jane trying to figure out what she's doing. It's just, it was fun, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like so many different um, levels. And like, it's hard to say like they're cameos because like they are, right? But like each one of them adds to the episode and adds to the story. Well, I, I agree. And I think that these guest stars, what they do is that they shake up the formula because we are on this journey of this relationship. And so what happens when another person is thrown into that? And it it really does kind of reshape what's going on in the scene because we can live with John and Jane only for so long, just right. the two of them. And when we think about it, it's a very small cast. The cast is only John and Jane. And then the cameos. And then, and then right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then the guest yeah. stars who, who aren't really recurring. Mm-hmm. Most of them are just in one episode and that's it. So we, we're always seeing the same dynamic. So when that new person comes in, it's like throwing a rock into a pond. We're seeing the ripples. Right. Exactly. The, one of the greatest like twists or like anti-climax, I want to say, in the show, which was smart, uh, was Paul Dano. Yes. And it's like him being introduced as the hot neighbor doesn't really have any other name besides that. You can kind of see like who's jealous in the relationship because like John's like, it's weird if my wife calls the neighbor hot and she's like, I'm not your wife. Finding out that he had nothing to do with anything and he was just a realtor that was obsessed with their property. Sotheby's. So good. <laughs> so like also for him to play that, I know. It's very good. And it's smart to do that because I think we're in this like in stuff now where it's like, oh, that's a big actor. They're gonna play a big part in it. They have to be high high. No, they're not. Yeah. It just had nothing to do with it. Although maybe I feel like you don't know. Right. But I agree. It was, it was definitely a great red herring right. for us. And in really thinking that he had a lot more to do with it than just being the neighbor. I just liked it because it was like the anti-climax where you're like, Oh, it's going to, Oh yeah. Smart. I mean, I always thought that he was just a neighbor because of his dog. Mm. Like, I don't know if Have someone, we seen the dog in other things. Oh, no, we did see the dog yeah, in the last poet. episode. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and we see it in the first episode when she first That's meets right. him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a pretty big dog. Like I, I was just like, was he lying with. about the dog? Oh, 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 right. I thought you meant like, has the dog been in other things? Like it's IMDb page. Yeah. <laughs> Go bring it up. <laughs> oh, it turns out actually it's been quite a lot of things. Did you have um, a favorite episode? 
You know, I was thinking about this and I feel like, okay, so I think my favorite episode actually is couples therapy Mm. because one Sarah Paulson, I mean, Sarah Paulson, you can put in anything and she's just going to steal the scene. Mm -hmm. She played this like highly pretentious, super uber rich, super, super white, white. Yes, exactly. Uh, couples therapist and what's so fun about this episode is that we're we're seeing flash flashes from them sitting in the room to missions that they've been on together but their whole lie that they tell everyone is that they're software engineers right so they're talking about killing people they're talking about you know going out on these stakeouts and trying to find hunters in the forest and they're like she jumped on the code. She uh, took over the project. Your malware is just too bad. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so um, that episode, I think, was a lot of fun to watch and seeing how they're covering up what they were really doing and just watching Sarah Paulson being kind of this, you know, really uber annoying white lady <laughs> oh. who's like the Venmo code's at the door. Which was so funny, though. Like, I feel like she did such a good job in like the comedy part of that because like, it, even like the the art piece when they were walking out, they're like, oh, what's that? And she just goes into this long thing of like these people that from this place that had it. And it's just like, oh, my. Yeah. Shut up, lady. Like, shut up. Yes. <laughs> these are the floors from my childhood home. Oh, yes. And then like he like gets up and like he's 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 really frustrated. So he goes to the piano and he hits a few keys. She's like, don't play that. That's from like, I don't know, something from World War II or something like that. The last thing. It was ridiculous. It's so bad. Yes. It's so good, but, but it's so bad. And another point as to what you were saying before of them just being bad at their jobs is that they somehow didn't realize that the contract they signed with her said that they were everything was being recorded. Right. Yeah. It's like they yeah. they, they truly are just novice little good. spies. Yeah. They they did pull some things from from the movie. I actually think the movie is based off of a TV show from like the 80s. So like it's it's been a thing, right? Mm-hmm. But I think in everybody's mind the 2005 thing is the current one. Um but I did love that they pulled some things with like having the therapist cuz they do the therapy in the movie, but also them destroying the house whenever their relationship is like completely done because she's like you killed my cat, we're done. I'm mm-hmm. going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you try to kill my mother, which communication is literally key. Use your words. Right. Yes. <laughs> but I love that they did echo that scene by destroying the house. How did you feel about the season finale? Right. Well, I was, I just was curious. Did you have a favorite episode? <gasps> oh, I didn't answer. Um, I actually think first vacation is my favorite mm. when they go to the ski Skiing. resort. It's so funny. I just love like. You know, it has one of my favorite jokes in it. Not jokes, but like Maya lines in it from Jane. And like, one, you don't go on vacation to make vacation friends. I am such a supporter of that. I will talk to you for like two seconds. But if you're like, oh, we should do this. No, no. Completely done. I have friends. Yeah. That I see regularly. I don't need new friends. I didn't pay pay to come here. Yeah. To like hang out with you and do what you want to do. No. Anyway, but. I'm so glad we're on the same page. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Um, but whenever like they come up to her again and they're supposed to be trailing the woman and they won't stop talking and she's like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. I have a gun. I have a gun. (laughs) (laughs) She just couldn't take it anymore. Get this bitch out of my face. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so good. So funny. And then in the inverse of that, when they're on the ski lift going up (laughs) and she's like, he tells her like he's never skied before. And she's like, but you bought all that gear. And he's like. Yeah, because it looks good. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And I then, just, I love that, that whole episode. It's so much fun. Yeah, it really is. I love later on when he's 
in a bit of a, a shootout and he's running away and they're all dressed in black and white and he's in this bright red parka and he's like, damn, the fashion red. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very good. I think that episode's super fun. It has like all the sneaky stuff. It has like their relationship growing, but like it's, kind of faltering a little bit. That episode to me feels like the end of the honeymoon period. Right. It's it's you're you're not just completely infatuated with each other anymore. You're starting to realize, okay, this is the person I'm sitting across the table from the first vacation. That's usually when it happens. And I also liked so this is on Prime Video and it's like that woman is very much like a Jeff Bezos character. And for Mm. in that episode for the husband to be like, yeah, go kill her. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Does he know? But sorry, Jeff, that's that was a dig. Watch your wife. Yeah. I guess <laughs> no him. Oh, he, she is like a Jeff Bezos character like him. And it's like, Oh yeah, just, just offer. It's womp, fine. Womp. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is that his wife would make that decision right, to kill right. him. I don't know the family secrets. I don't know how these rich people work. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think that I was trying to picture, I was like, could you and I be spies? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, you're very much more of a John. And I think yes. I'm kind of like a Jane. You're like the person that like you'll talk to everybody and you're the extrovert. And I'm very much like her, <laughs> not a sociopath, though. <laughs> OK, good to know. Right. Great. <laughs> right? You do love a cat. I mean, that is you love a cat. <laughs> I am Jane. It's fine. Yeah, I yeah. get it. But at least I get things done. It's we fine. don't have to take an online quiz. We no. already know who we are. <laughs> That's going to be on the next Patreon uh, <laughs> exactly. quiz hangout. Are you John or Jane? <laughs> <laughs> and then we just go, I'm John. I'm Jane. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> so kind of wrapping this up, right? Um, fantastic uh, season of a show. They set it up, the ending, very ambiguously. Mm. You don't know what happens. I love endings like that because you just think about it it's not like this is how it happens oh there's going to be a season two right it's like this very well could be one season we don't know what happened it's up for you to decide that like did they make it across the street in time for that doctor that was mentioned that live across the street who knows we might not know but how did you feel about the season wrapping up like that because i believe the last episode was pretty long it was over an hour for Mm -hmm. sure yeah uh, I thought it was a really great season finale. I think it was super heavy on the action the entire time. I mean, these two were blowing up museums, running through New York, you know, getting hit by taxis. And it, I, I mean, I lived in New York my entire life and it does sort of feel like something can happen and New Yorkers can look at it and be like, uh, I'm going to just let that happen. But say somebody has a bomb, then yeah. everybody will run. And, and this is another <laughs> question I have. And so... I don't know if this is a question about the series necessarily, but they were really, really messy. And so I just kind of kept telling myself like, oh, I guess maybe Hi Hi just takes care of it. Like, obviously there's video of the two of them walking out the door of the museum and him being trapped and you know what I mean? That just might be like suspend that disbelief a little bit. Yeah, because I felt like there were a lot of things like that where people clearly saw who they were, clearly saw them shooting people, beating other people up. Ran half a block to their house. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Like went into a restaurant and then walked out the front. So things like that, I think kind of were tripping me up a little bit throughout the series. Um, But overall, as far as the last episode... I don't know if I necessarily saw the other John and the other Jane being the ones that were going after them. That that got me. That it was this show has some good twists in it, right? It's like they just kind of keep piling it on top of it, and it's like, oh sure, yeah. Um, I think it was a it's smart, right? If I'm high high or soups as they call it, 
um, that would be the smart thing to do. Like have another John and Jane where you could potentially get close to them and then take them out, you yeah. know, which I'm assuming is who took out the John and Jane from the beginning. Yeah. Um, that's who I'm just going to assume did that. Um, but I liked it. I think it was a little long. Like there were some instances where I was like, okay, like the whole like truth serum, like filled with ecstasy scene. I was just like, oh God, like this feels uncomfortable to watch. Well, it's funny. <laughs> I loved that scene, not for the ecstasy part, but it was kind of us going like, oh, finally, they're right. just telling each other everything. And I think there's that thought of like, what if that was something that was real? And what if you and your significant other were each injected? What would come out? Isn't it real? Is truth serum real? I don't know. I feel like it is. Uh, what would my mom say? She would say, in vino veritas. <laughs> in wine, there is truth. <laughs> so well, that's true. You just drink a bunch of wine and yeah, it'll come out. It is It is one of those moments where it's like, finally, like you're going to get it all out. Um, I liked it. I mean, I think the scene where like they're going out of the revolving doors and she put the knife and also the bomb in his door doors or whatever. So good. I thought that was so smart. I don't think I've ever seen that before. No, I was that like, was, I'm terrified. Yeah. And I was just going in my head. I'm like, they don't go backwards. They don't go backwards. <laughs> yeah. Stuck in there forever. Yeah. You're stuck in there forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good, but I'm excited. I want there to be a season two, mm. but if, okay. So if there was a season two, who, what would you want to happen and who would be your John and Jane if they mixed it up? Oh, interesting. Uh, so I think that season two very easily could be them surviving this last episode and then making it their mission to find out who High High is. That'd be fun. Like, I feel like that's the natural progression of who is this person that was that sent other people to kill us. Right. You know? where they'll get their funding from and their guns from. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> there's plenty somewhere. Yeah. That's not me for me to know. Maybe let's just go to Michaela Cole and be like, Hey, can I join your company? And like, we'll take down this oh, one. That's a very good idea. Like who I just want more. Who does Michaela Cole work for? Because <laughs> yeah. that's another thread that is still not sewn up. Mm -hmm. Michaela Cole, Bev, Bev is just out there. She got away from them. So she absolutely can come back and maybe she can become an ally. Yeah. And then that adds more to the relationship of, Maya now having to work with this person that her husband emotionally cheated on her with. Right. Right. Which like you, they were on a break no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> to bring that up. I, I would like, I like them, right? I like Donald Glover and I like Maya Erskine. I actually wouldn't mind if it was like a Fargo situation where it's like, we just have another John and Jane, mm. like their story's done and we just have another one. My only caveat with that or like my only hesitation would be like i don't really want it at the beginning you know what i mean maybe like somebody's getting a together. new right but like not finding out all the information right off the bat you mm -hmm. know like do this again but i think it would be fun to have like different actors i got it, it. it's going to be john and yon and it's going to be just oh, you said two guys two guys <laughs> and it's going to be pedro pascal who is everybody's daddy and oscar isaac Woo! Um, <laughs> yeah i don't think the world could handle that it like, would explode the second <laughs> it's released into the world the, it would literally explode you know who i i don't know who the john would be um but if i'm gonna do like a hetero one um i would love quinta bronson to oh be the gosh. change right that's really funny quinta bronson would be amazing one should be funny as hell and two get in the action 
I got what? Oh I my think gosh. she'd be great. Imagine her flying through <laughs> the air. <laughs> How many guns can she hold at once? A lot. Oh, I would love it. I don't know. I'd like that's it. That's such a fun idea. Yeah, I like the idea of keeping it with comics. Yeah, let me know who who the who you would want the John to be. Oh. John and Jane. Who? I know who I want it to be. I want it to be Marcelo Hernandez, mm. who is like, he's so funny on SNL and he's also a short king. So he and Quinta would look really good next to each other. It, yeah. He wouldn't be like towering right. over her. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Ooh, let Although, us know who your John and Jane would be. Dear God, let me get the I'm question just having, out. Fine. I'm having, <laughs> I love this Quinta Brunson thing because then I feel like if it is a really tall guy, then they can recreate that scene of hers that went viral that she made when they're at the movies. And she's like, he got, he money. got money. I don't think she would recreate that for <laughs> Mr. So Mrs. Smith. Money. It would be so good. <laughs> she went from meme viralness to now being Emmy Award winning. Two-time Emmy Award winning, baby. <laughs> for her show. Fantastic. That's also why I want her on this show. I also want, or let's just do Quinta Bronson and Michaela Cole. Jane and Jane. I'm here for it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the possibilities are endless. <laughs> Jane and Joan. Yeah. <laughs> um, very great series. Yeah. I like it. Um, what it, would you rate it? Mm, out of five. I'd give it a four. Mm-hmm. I'd give it a solid four. Yeah. I think it was great. I do feel like there were some balancing issues sometimes. Like, oh my God, when it was funny, it was funny. The whole fart, when that happened, then she was like, somebody's in the house and he had to leave, but he knew she farted. He's just playing along. Oh. So funny, but like, I did feel like some of the balances were a little off, but you know, it's not perfect. Yeah. No, I would probably give it a four as well. I found it really entertaining. I thought that they were really strong in the leads. Um, like I mentioned, I thought that there were some inconsistencies about how these two people can get away with all of this stuff. Also, I kind of thought some of the fight choreo was a little, well, yeah, not necessarily sloppy, but it wasn't, there were certain points where you saw it was like, I step here, you go here. It, like I'm hitting my mark. It seemed like they didn't go to fight school. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like it wasn't bad. No, but there was moments like that. Um, and there was there's a lot of running with both of them, and you can tell that Donald Glover could run much faster than Maya. So she had to like, and he's just kind of like jogging. She has know? little legs. No, I know, but it's like <laughs> you can kind of tell, right? There's like some little things that I hope in the second season they could kind of flesh out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but overall, it was really, really fun. I, I highly recommend it. I think everybody should binge, bite, or however you want to consume it. Ooh, so let us know what you thought about Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'm down for another one and done. Let us know. I hope not. I want to see more. <laughs> well, I think Francesca Sloan said, if people like it, it's open for another. We shall see what happens. Uh, Will Hi Hi come through with another mission? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right. Till next time. Bye.